0: We're joined today by Don Ganguly, the founder and CEO of Home Union, an online real estate investment management firm specializing in single-family rental investment properties for the individual investor. Don is an entrepreneur and expert in the acquisition and management of residential real estate. Prior to Home Union, he also founded Oracle Financial Services, originally Equinox, and Nexgenix, a leading IT services firm. Don has a degree in engineering from the Indian Institute of Technology and an MBA from the Wharton School, where he has been a mentor. Don has been recognized for his leadership in the real estate sector. He was the 2015 recipient of the Housing Wire Vanguard Award, which recognizes executives leading the housing economy. Now, let's welcome Don to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Don, thank you very much for
1: carving out some time uh, to be with me and our um, our uh, you know, hundreds of thousands at this point listeners. I really appreciate it. Your, uh, the service that you've offered, or the Home Union, is a really great idea. I heard about it from a CNBC story, and I immediately wanted our right. producers to reach out to you to get you on the uh, show because I knew it was something that could be very impactful in a very positive way all of our listeners. So thank you very much for coming up with the idea, implementing it, and thank you very much for being my co host today. Great to be here. So let's just get to it. Let's tell them what home union is. Um, and I and you you know, you will describe it better than I ever will, so I'll just shut up and listen.
2: So, you know, we're an online real estate investment management company and we help retail investors really invest out of their own backyard. And we do everything from You know, using big data analytics to help them select the properties that match their financial preferences. We acquire the properties for them. We renovate it to what we call a home union home standard, which is think of it as a pre certified Lexus, which is a good destination for tenants. Once we renovate it, we get it rented. We take care of the property. We provide, you know, reporting that uh, I think hasn't been quite seen in this industry. It's something that investors would find from their fidelity statements or places like that where you know we do sort of a wealth management integrated statement where investors might have properties in multiple areas and we consolidate those and provide that and we even provide uh, equity style you know market research so if you're in Houston once a quarter you're going to receive a report in Houston that's going to tell you whether uh, property values are going up or down and and what's happening with the macro and micro economy so you can make a decision whether to continue in Houston or buy more or sell what you have, type of a thing, just like you would do with your stock or bond portfolio. And then, so the holy grail in real estate, which is uh, liquidity, when you get ready to sell it, and you know we can work with local realtors and markets and help you sell that property or how we want to sell it. So uh, it's a, it's a full cycle. We have uh, you know 110 million properties in our database, the entire single family real estate database. Over 20 years of history, we have big data models. We we have 200,000 neighborhoods. We rank uh, neighborhoods and properties from an investment grade standpoint between yield and risk. So we calibrate these so investors can sort of use the same yardsticks they use in buying stocks or bonds. So what's the yield likely to be? What's the growth likely to be? What's the risk associated with it? How should I build a portfolio? So We've really taken a playbook out of, you know, the stock and bond market and put it into, uh, you know, real estate, which was all about, you know, let me buy this property in my backyard because I can't do anything else. So, uh, well, let's drill down. The, uh, let me, yeah. If you don't
1: mind, Don, let me let me just drill down to the sake yeah. of
2: our listeners because it's, you know, primarily
1: eight yeah. you know, boots on the ground, agents and brokers. Guys, this is the reason I like home Union specifically. Uh, the biggest challenge that all of us have as small investors is finding properties To buy, right? I mean, it just is a challenge. And if you're in California, like where Don is, or if you're even in Austin, where I am, good luck finding a rental property that makes sense. Just doesn't, and uh, very difficult to find unless you go quite a bit of ways from the central of the you know the center cities, and then you know you're dealing with maybe some B or C areas. But the moral of the story is, is what he allows you to do is you can look, you can essentially have a experts level view of specific targeted markets around the country that they have identified as being the best possibly some of the best rental markets they've done the homework for you so i'm thinking of all you guys in california all the coaching clients in uh, New York City, all the coaching clients in all these expensive areas who have never been able to buy real estate or never been able to find rental properties because the numbers didn't work out, and we've always told you, get out of your own backyard, and then you were hit with the, you know, the emotional response of, how am I going to do it? Who am I going to trust? Well, that's what home union is positioning themselves to be, um, and I personally have gone in there and played around with their um, investment calculators, and you guys should do that. It's very, very cool how it works. Um, they also had very the thing Don, honestly that I really liked about what you guys were doing as far as uh, figuring out the projections is you kept everything really conservative you weren 't just throwing some big ridiculous appreciation into the equation as a matter of fact right. you 're from right. reading your site you 're even kind of counseling people not to even have uh, appreciation as being part of the equation deciding what to buy it 's more a focus on cash flow so taking it from that perspective. Listeners, you can personally go to HomeUnion.com. And by the way, Don is not paying to be on this radio show. I genuinely like the service he's offering for you skeptics out there. So you can go to HomeUnion.com, and you can start looking at some of these hot real estate markets for rental properties that make sense for you. And they're a soup to nuts thing. They'll help you get financing. They'll go and identify properties. They'll fix up the properties. They'll inspect the properties. They'll lease the properties. They'll manage the properties. And you, like you said, I don't know if anyone else that's doing it at this level for single-family homes. These types of services at this level are usually just for hedge funds, you know, the Black Rocks of the world that own you know, thousands of units. So for you yourselves, listeners, I want you to have an open mind about this, but here's where it really gets exciting. You have customers, and and Ron, uh, I'm sorry, Don. Let's just skip to that part where we're going to talk about how agents can directly benefit from working with you. If it's not just for themselves, it's for the sake of actually, you know, doing transactions. So to bring them, let's let's go to that and tell how agents could do business with you.
2: Yeah. So let's uh, let's look at two sides, right? Let's first look at the uh, the sell side of it, people who have listings. So one, uh, you know, we are, you know, we have an engine that, you know, we're brokers in all the markets that we're in. So we have direct to the MLS is. So we're not going out and buying a bunch of distressed properties and then, you know, bidding for them and bringing them in. We are actually, our investors are actually bidding for properties right off the MLS. So um, we have an underwriting engine that actually pulls the stuff out in the neighborhoods that we like and then we curate it and then we put it on, on the platform and we list the agent who's listed it. So <clears throat> let's say you're an agent in Chicago or Atlanta, one of our markets and you have a listed property, uh, the relationship with Home Union is actually <clears throat> pretty good because we are the buy-side agent. We're not trying to, you know, we're trying to build a relationship with you where you know that we are going to bring you many, many, many qualified investors who are not going to bid under the market or, uh, you know, some hedge fund type of a bid. We'll bid for a fair price uh, if the market, you know, if the comps actually dictate that that's the price. And uh, And, you know, so we are... You know the difference between us and a, and a homeowner that a that a realtor in a local market might sell to, is we are sort of a gift that keeps on giving, right? Because we in that neighborhood will continue to buy as long as it makes economic sense, and the listing realtors have us as a very good long-term partner to be able to sell their listings in those neighborhoods. And so part of what we've tried to do is build a brand with with the listing realist, realtors for them to understand that we're not lowballing. Uh, if if they work with us, we can continue to bring them a lot of business around those listings. So that's on the listing side, and we're we're you know uh, we're also 80 to 90 percent of our business is really displaying the MLS in a curated way on our port, on our portal. So this is one other avenue for all the listing uh, real estate agents out there. On, on the so, investor so just, side, uh, well, just so I ahead.
1: understand what you said again, I'm thinking like an agent here. So if I'm in Chicago. Or if I'm in Atlanta, and I've got properties that might make that I'd like you to consider putting on your portal, because you're not just scraping the MLS in their local markets and throwing them all up there. I mean, I was on your website, and you guys do handpick the properties. You seem to handpick the properties where, the, where where their overall numbers make the most sense. So if I'm an agent, I'm a listing right. agent, I have properties, and I want to put them
2: for sale with you guys. How do I? Let's let's close that you, gap. You don't. So they you know don't actually. To, yeah. So you don't need to do anything if your property is listed on the MLS. We are uh, brokers, so we have MLS access. If it meets our underwriting guidelines then that property uh, will will be displayed on, on, on the home union portal. And uh, and if an investor it fits an investor profile then we'll come back to the agent saying, you know, here's a bid for your property to acquire it at this price. And our investors pre authorize us for certain bid ranges. So in every market we're not going back and forth. We exactly know what our you know, from a financial standpoint, what range we can spend on based on our recommendation that we buy that property. So the transaction is a very quick one because we once we get an investor approval, they sign the documents, and then we sort of bid on their behalf uh, with the listing agent. So the listing agent really doesn't have to do anything other than recognize that we are a, a serious buyer and that we will continue to bring more buyers to them. Uh, and what that is, is the, if their property... Um, Go ahead. Right.
1: So like you're... you're... Um, Just, again, agents are going to ask these questions, and you're going to get emails if we don't answer them now. (laughs) So if uh, you have your own agents on the ground that are representing your investors in these individual markets, how does that work? Because Adon, a a realtor, is going to ask, how do I become uh, one of your representatives in in these particular markets? Do you need any help? How can I get involved?
2: That's what they're going to be asking themselves. I promise you. you So on the buy side, we have our own agents that are home union employees in these markets. Uh, but you know we're looking at certain markets where we might uh you know create third party agent relationships that would you know devote a certain amount of time to us to go do this, but you know the our agents <clears throat> so you understand the ones that are home union employees uh just are not you know they're just they're just not just sort of investor agents that are bringing a lead they they are also responsible for you know looking at those properties as they come up validating the neighborhoods. Uh, in many cases, they, they you know we they walk a certain number of the properties sort of which we call them pre-select. So we have more data on them when uh, when it when it comes into the portal. So they're sort of our eyes and ears uh, and our boots on the ground in that particular market. They validate what the data is telling us, um, and so that's why we we've, we've chosen to uh, you know put them under our employment because we need uh, we need them to dedicate their time to you know one is to obviously fulfill the demand, but the other is to do these other things now. As the as the platform grows in each of these markets, it's highly possible that we'll have uh, contractual relationships with agents um, and then have them, you know, sort of do a set of tasks and and allow them to earn the fees on, on the other end. But we're, we're not quite there yet. But I think in the near future we could probably get there.
1: All right. So um, real loyalty. Let's talk about that.
2: So that they, uh, is yeah. now, yeah, that's now on on the buy side of the equation. Now you sort of. You just mentioned, you know, California and Austin. So if I'm a real estate agent in California and I just, you know, sold my client a, you know, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollar home that they live in, and these are people that are good candidates for an investment property. So what we what we try to tell the realtors is, is the same thing you just said: is look, instead of trying to sell them an investment home in California, which doesn't really make sense from a from a yield standpoint, you know, bring them to the platform. And let them deploy that money buying, you know here's here's a deal. an eight hundred thousand dollar condo in Southern California rents for thirty five hundred bucks maybe. That same eight hundred can be leveraged in four or five markets. To buy five or six homes, the total rent could be upwards of seven to eight thousand dollars. So the investor now has deployed the same amount of money, is more diversified, is not you know dependent on one tenant. And is getting about two to three x the rent that he was getting, and he's not only dependent on appreciation or growth, which is what California investments are. It's a dubious sort of proposition. So what we try to tell these agents is, look, if you bring that investor to the platform, we give you a real loyalty code, and you earn a referral commission uh, uh, on this investor for whatever they buy for you know as long as they buy it. So. The real loyalty code is attached to that particular realtor that's bringing in the investor, and it is attached to that particular investor. So anything that that investor does, even you know two three years down the line, that realtor will continue to get paid on any investments that the investor makes. So, so, that's so let's one let's way you know. there. That's really powerful, yeah. listeners. I hope you guys got
1: that. And he just pieced it together perfectly. But the bottom line is, is this is really a cool widget you could be offering to your clients uh, that you know, for the time being, your competitors won't know about. And he kind of painted a scenario where this particular buyer, but the reality of it is, and Don, we can talk about your typical customers, but the reality of it is there's very few people that wouldn't benefit from having investment properties um, in uncertain times and times where there might be inflation and all the rest of it. There's very few people that uh, don't want cash flow from a you know rental property. So you really could have an opportunity to expose your entire center of influence and past client list. Uh, to Home Union, and then if they decide to do business, then you'll get referral fees from that. That's exciting, and, and those of you who are creative are already having your wheels spin and figuring out ways that you can in- integrate Home Union maybe into one of your uh, additional services that you offer, if for the very least, um, you know, the reference, the referral. So let's, if you don't mind, uh, if you, did you have any? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about that last point? Or do you want to pivot and talk about customers, the typical customer?
2: No, I, I mean, I, I just want you know. I, I think the one thing I want to say is that you know, often realtors or real estate agents are very tuned to selling in their own patch, and uh, <clears throat> what happens is, you know, if they have that investor, they they're, they're looking to sell that investor something else in their own patch, and I think by trying to do that, you know, the probability of uh, uh, an investment property somewhat reduces, and so I think this also requires a level of thinking to say, look. Uh, you know, if I brought this investor to Home Union, uh, they would probably buy a lot more over time than I could sell them in one home in my own backyard. And, and, you know, we can sort of pivot to customers from there because most of our clients are in uh, expensive areas where they can't buy in their own backyard. And most of them are um, what I would call massive, fluent people. So they have plenty of capacity. um, They can do lots of it. But on the other hand, you saw the CNBC uh, piece uh, that was aired last Friday. Uh, they highlighted one of our 24-year-old engineers out of uh, out of New York City, and you know he's bought three properties. Now this is a good good example of someone who lives in New York City is renting. Uh, so even realtors that have helped people rent, and he he believes in real estate, and he's out there building a portfolio. And I you know I sort of wish I'd started doing it at that age because. The point is, if you can keep buying some of these every few years, by the time you know twenty years pass, all of a sudden you've got a portfolio of properties that give you ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month, and you don't need you know any of the government incentives or anything else uh, for you to retire. I mean, you've got a pretty darn good cash flow, uh, and it's pretty diversified. So any non-performance here or there is taken care of by others. So lots of people, uh, even at young ages, tech entrepreneurs, people in you know, decent jobs are looking at this to say, "Hey, can I buy one to two a year, and over a period of time do this?" Then there are people buying from their uh, IRAs, their retirees that are looking for, uh, you know, income and that they're not getting from you know stocks and bonds today. And then there's everything in between. Uh, there are wealthy people who want to diversify from the market. There are people, uh, families that uh, don't want to put all their eggs in, in the in, in the stock market basket. And and the other thing I remember here is that you know if you're in california or new york the price to play for a local property is 600,000 700,000 i mean it's a pretty darn big number to get started with on one unit you know the investment properties range from $100,000, to 125 to 250 so it's it's a much more manageable chunk you know they need uh you know 40,000 dollars or so to play uh you know the government fannie and freddie insure loans you can buy up to 10 investment properties uh, including your own so nine you own a home or 10 otherwise so you can buy 10 investment properties um and and juice up that uh, that investment with leverage which nobody's giving you money to go buy apple stock and so that's another x factor and and that's why we set up a home union lending brokerage arm because 75 to 80 percent of the customers leverage and we want to make that easy for them
1: so you said you said a couple things i think it's worth drilling down on first of all you said um, it's important that I'm just again I'm putting my real estate brain and my broker brain on, and I know how these guys are thinking. They're going to have a natural like they have a high level of comfort in their own real estate markets, and a decreasing level of comfort as soon as they go outside their you know their their immediate markets. And what you guys have done is you've done a great job of figuring out where the best markets are to invest. And when I say best, I'm putting kind of you know finger quotes around that. Because best is not yeah. – you're not – and this is important for the California New York people, I guess, is what I'm trying to drill down on here. Best is not taking into consideration as one of the prime factors hypothetical appreciation. You kind of touched on that a second ago when you were talking about California properties as an example. That meant that, – that's a paradigm shift for a lot of coastal folks who have basically you know, been riding the appreciation wave for a long time. Um, but the reality of it is that some of the best properties appreciate the least, but they have cash flow. So can you talk about that mindset shift? Because you must run into that a lot with trying to get people to wrap their minds around buying.
2: It's really uh, you know, classic because, you know, we, for example, we've got uh, right now, you know, it's is very classic, we've got an investor in the Bay Area that owns some properties in uh, San Jose and San Francisco, and he happens to own apartments where he's seeing rents go down in some of these areas. Because of the overbuilding and so on and so forth, and so when when they have that, their whole feel is I got too much exposure that's just based on growth. I, I want to diversify and get some yield play and get into other markets around the country rather than hold a bunch of stuff that I'm waiting for it to double in price at some point. So, um, you know, you know, it's it's a sign actually of how much affinity people have to real estate, because living in San Francisco. The person wants to invest in real estate, but they don't have any other easy way to go outside the Bay Area. So they're out really investing in their backyard, and all their backyard offers is really, you know, some potential growth in the coming years, hoping that the Silicon Valley boom continues. And they all realize that that's somewhat risky to put all their money in. So it's not it's not the mentality is growth. It's The mentality becomes growth because the money is on the coasts and in, in a lot of these major cities, and those cities don't have anything other than growth. So they're forced to just, you know, do that as as their investment thesis. Now, when we come to them, they're, they're, a lot of people will say, gee, I, I had, you know, I wish I'd known you guys three years ago. I bought these, you know, two homes, like like you said, you had in, in Laguna Beach and that are not doing great. Um, I'm upside down on my payment. I hope these go up in price. And uh, I would not have bought this out of bought stuff elsewhere. So I think they get it once they see what's available. I mean, people – so, for example, people living in California, New York, don't understand that you can get a 3 twenty-five thousand, one hundred thirty thousand, three-bedroom, two-bath home in a middle-class neighborhood in Atlanta or Chicago. I mean, that just doesn't. Yeah, they mean, don't. That that that's, uh, that right there is, is stunning to people on the coast. You know that, <laughs> right? It is. they don't get it's it. Completely stunning. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the next question is, well, you know, is that like a slum or what is that? And then you know, oh. they look at the pictures. <laughs> you know, they, they look at the neighborhoods. They look at this. They look at that. And you know, it, it's sort of. Uh, living in California, they think like you know that must not be a great neighborhood. And those are good neighborhoods with good working class people. You know, electrician, school mm-hmm. teacher, and that's our country. And uh, and and so you know, in fact, the coasts tend to be a little bit of a bubble. And so when they look at that, they say, Wow, so I buy four or five of those properties uh, instead of buying one in my own backyard. And that's really the thesis. Well, a lot of uh, coaching clients come to us, and they're kind of like
1: trying to decide. These guys are small business owners and entrepreneurs. That's really what a, a real estate broker, but even a, a real estate agent is. They're 1099 employees. So they really are entrepreneurs at their heart, whether they, in their heart, whether they realize it or not. And one of the things we try to help them focus in on is basically the whole point of being your own business is to create you know freedom and all the rest of it, but really is to produce enough net profit so that profit can be put to work, and things like rental properties so that you know the definition of rich being where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money and you know this, nice. is an answer, this is an answer guy this is this is taking this thinking to a different level because now if you 're in one of those markets where you can 't really find stuff in your own area, even maybe a couple states over. Home union can put you into North Carolina. Home union can put you into Indianapolis or uh, all the, you know, certain Cleveland markets in Atlanta and all these types of things. And listen to what Don said. It was very interesting. He said you want to have a diversified approach just like you do with, you know, typical traditional stock markets securities to your real estate. You want to have a couple properties here, a couple properties there. Now I know, again, thinking like agents do, you guys are fearful of that because how am I going to manage it? Who's going to deal with this, that, and the other? Home union does. That's part of their that's part of their investment uh, portfolio and prospectus when they send you, you know, you say, I want to invest this amount of money. I have, to, you know, this is the return I'm looking for. And then they send you a portfolio of properties that they've hand uh, selected for you. And you go through them and you can kind of like, you'll start seeing the numbers make sense. So it's, it's really kind of a done for you soup to nuts uh, scenario, which is exciting. Because like I said, I don't know if anyone else has done that outside of, say, you know, the services offered to hedge funds.
2: Um, yeah, and and yeah. I want to say, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, but I I just want to say there's a ton of technology that works there, right? So when you know, the difference between this model and and walking a bunch of neighborhoods because you know the investor can't walk the neighborhoods uh, is the is you know building sort of an intelligent asset recommendation engine, which is what we have, right? So if the investor gives us the gives us their parameters, you know, are they looking for growth, yield, or something in between? What's their risk orientation? How much they want to invest? you know, whether they have preferences of age of house or, or, you know, certain cities. You know, the recommendation engine actually goes out into our curated inventory and creates a set of automatic automated portfolios for the investors. So investors, uh, if they say, I want to invest $200,000, then, you know, there's a set of portfolios that show up with leverage that if you go to the site, you'll be able to see it if you register, that deploy that $200,000 with a set of properties in different locations. And we have a ton of levers at the back end to allow them, you know, to sort of, mix and match and choose and put this on their watch list and then bid for these properties. Now, the difference here is that we provide a ton of research on the property and on the neighborhoods. So the one way to de-risk something remote uh, is to have investors come in. They can you know, look at Google Maps, pictures of the properties. They can look at a detailed financial profile. They can look at uh, a profile of the renters, where people work the demographics, you know, if there are Starbucks, hospitals, Walmart, you know, whatever is uh, under the, you know, the school districts, so they can get comfortable uh, much quicker because there's a compilation of data that's available, and unlike Zillow, our data is targeted towards investment, not towards homeowning, so everything we provide, and that's one of the things we have to sensitize investors about, is you're not going to live in this house, think of this objectively as an investment. And and that and, and 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 a good shelter for a good family that you're providing because we're going to make all of these a, a home union home. So that's what gets them over the hump. It's it's not again that we're running around saying isn't this a nice property in a listing. We are not a listing site. We are an investment site. So we we don't when the person comes in we we don't say hey it's a shiny property in Chicago. Why don't you buy this? It's much more of who are you? Why do you, why are you in real estate? Why do you want to invest? How much do you want to invest? What are your goals? What are your risk orientations? How do you see this progressing over time? And then taking those, feeding it into the engine, and and properties might come out in Chicago, Atlanta, Raleigh, Charlotte, based on what they've said and what's available. We look at neighborhoods that maybe have too many rentals. We would turn that down in our admin engine, so we're not displaying properties from there because we don't want take too long. So the little things like that we do, or some place where we think the employment's not doing that great right now or something's going on, we may sort of turn it down. So there's lots of, you know, back-end technology that works um, to curate these real-time for the investors. And that's what we've spent a ton of money, three years doing, is building this technology that can take these curated assets and preference match to investors. So well, the John, realtors something can benefit on both sides of this. Yeah. Something
1: else that's kind of interesting that enters into the equation is if you decide, like, okay, well, you know what? I heard Tim and, Jill, or Tim and Don talk about these particular areas. I know a realtor there, or I'm going to find a realtor there. I'm going to go just hunt my own stuff and figure it out all out on my own. The problem you guys will fall back into on this with that thinking is you're going to be subject to that particular agent's biases, which are similar to yours, uh, where they're only going to basically be really high level of comfort with certain particular areas. Whereas if you go to Home Union, they I don't know if they even give for If you don't buy in North Carolina, they could care less. If you want to buy in Indiana, that's fine. If you prefer Atlanta, they don't. So whoever, when you're going through this process, you're not having to, you know, question the motives of the person who's on the other. You guys understand what I'm talking about. If I, if, When Julie and I were selling real estate in Columbus, Ohio, and you said you wanted to buy a, real, a, a rental property, I promise you, I'd have taken you to about three different zip codes because I had properties there and a high level of comfort with investing in that particular market. But if you wanted to invest in another part of town, I didn't know much about it, so I probably wasn't going to show you. You guys get the concept here. So this is a nice, interesting way to sort of have maybe a more, dare I say, hmm, Less biased, more professional, filtered viewpoint of different perspective properties. There is nothing else, and, and you're the one with the Wharton uh, MBA, so maybe you can correct me on this, but I don't know of any other investment that gives you hypothetical appreciation but depreciation on your taxes and cash flow. Um, and those are the three things that really, that's the reason that when people, you know, when you look at the real estate is almost always the best place to hold wealth long term, there's no doubt about that. Um, and when you look at the the idea, I love what he said. You can purchase enough properties where eventually your money is working for you. You no longer have to work for your money. And now you guys have a direct, drilled down, boots on the ground, uh, you know, access to some of hypothetically some of the best markets in the country. So in the time that we have uh, remaining, um, you know, there's something else I wanted to talk about. We don't really have enough time to talk about it, but maybe you could uh, summarize it really quick. Why would the, why would owning investment properties? be a bad idea. So what's the, like if inflation rises, if interest rates rise, if all the rest of it rise, walk me through that scenario. So like worst case scenario happens in residential and these guys own a bunch of rental properties, walk me through what their worst case is.
2: So, you know, I mean, uh, really it's, it's a pretty decent all weather investment, right? So when interest rates rise, it just means the economy is doing well, employment's at full employment, wages are rising, which means rents rise, right? So if the rents rise, the cap rates improve, um, The other part about this is, you know, if if the economy is doing well, there are more household formations, right? The new household formations had gone down for a couple of decades. It's coming back up. The new households would first tend to rent. So you also have rental demand there coming in. Uh, Interest rates rise. um, Less people afford homes. uh, More people want to rent. So it's actually uh, a better deal for the rental economy. Now, the bad thing is if for some reason in certain neighborhoods, uh, certain events occur, then you know the prices could actually go down. So if you are holding that investment and you want to sell at that point in time, then you have a problem, like any investment. But you know most of the people that do this is uh, do this as a long term hold. They don't, they're not flippers. I mean, at least our investors are are not flippers. So the people that will get hurt are you know people that are in a particular market and uh, and something happens, some big company falls out. I mean. Example is if Volkswagen were to pull out of Nashville, right? Um, then you know you, you've got you've got issues like that. So if you got you got a big company pulling out, all of a sudden home prices drop and things like that happen, and now it takes some time to come back and, and revitalize. So that is the major risk. The other risk is when you're financing, if the interest rates rise and rents don't rise quickly enough, then you've got some cap rate compression in the short term if you're buying, but over the long haul that should take care of itself. Uh, and uh, the third big risk, obviously, is you buy in the wrong areas, and uh, you see a lot of turnovers. You see tenants, uh, you know, screwing up properties. You see things like that that uh, that that could happen. So you've got to trust the data, make sure that the history you're looking at is fine, make sure that the tenant underwriting conditions are good. And, and honestly speaking, we've made those mistakes and early on. You know, we thought a neighborhood was this, it turned out to be that, and. Uh, and we had to dispose of properties for investors and help them out with uh, with some of their uh, you know losses and things of that nature in some ways so it's not an easy business it took us 3 years to calibrate and get it to the right point so uh, getting it right is very important and, and i think that's where the local realtor is absolutely critical the local employee and their connections with the local realtors because the data is telling you one thing but you know is the market really that i mean I'll give you an example sometimes you have a great neighborhood but you got to drive through a not-so-good neighborhood to get to the great neighborhood. Uh, it makes it a little more difficult to rent. We now have geocodes where if stuff is close to freeways, if they're close to railway lines, if the house is across from a cemetery, you know, we exclude those because those are a little more difficult and takes longer to rent. I mean, those are all learnings. Older houses in the, in the northeast and parts of the Midwest, pipes freeze. you got to allow for that, you know, and things of that nature. Uh, so there are lots of little gotchas uh, that... You know, you you can't learn going to business school or anywhere else. It's school of hard knocks on the street to teach you. And and you know, those are learnings. I think we've incorporated through some hard mistakes that uh, I think we've root caused and corrected. But those are all things that investors doing it on their own could you know have a problem with.
1: So the best way for people to connect with Home Union is just to go to the website. And it's very I'm you know elegant, simple to use, easy to understand. That's your homework, listeners. I want you to go to the Home Union website, check it out. Remember, if you're not ready to buy purchase, uh, to purchase investment properties, uh, definitely have it as part of your real estate treasure map as far as your business plan. But remember, this is something you can also uh, you know use for your potential your customers, even folks that aren't necessarily in investment properties yet with the right amount of information, chances are they'll want to be investment properties. Like I said, appreciation, depreciation, and cash flow. It's kind of a no-brainer. So there you go. Take action on that. Go to homeunion.com. Anything else you'd like to say to these
2: guys as we wrap for today? Don? No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, this is really a good opportunity for realtors. I just want to say that, uh, you know, it just requires a little shift in mindset to thinking that I'm going to sell that investment property in my own backyard And if the realtors, uh, I think the real estate agents who get that and and make that mindset shift will see that, you know, they can get a much bigger wallet share of their particular customer because they're advocating the right thing for that customer versus trying to sell the product that they have. And that's not new. We all try to sell the product that we have. But in this case, you know, all real estate agents have an option to sell this product and make money off it. So um, it's just a shift in mindset so i i hope people look at it understand it and then reach out to us and we're happy to help well we're like i said before the show today we are julie and i are uh, logged
1: in talking to your investment guys and seeing if we can put together a portfolio that makes sense to us and and i uh, am very impressed with how professional it's been so listeners please follow through go to homeunion.com check it out uh, remember this show write it down go back and when you're ready to purchase investment properties or a lot of you already have investment properties wanting to purchase more have a diver- more diversified portfolio this is maybe the easiest path for you to get there. So Don, listener, on beh- I, I'm sorry, listen, on behalf of all of our listeners, I want to thank you for being my co-host today, and uh, I really appreciate it. Gr- thank you for putting this business together. It's exciting, um, and we'll definitely stay connected. Because I think this is something that, as your business grows, you're going to um, maybe think of some new ways that realtors can be more directly involved. And uh, yeah, there's no smarter folks than our listeners, and I really appreciate it. So thanks, Don, for being thank my you. co-host today. Bye bye. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye bye.